when the same um, egoic problem comes around again and again, mm. I've been able to witness the emotional reactions that come up with it. Primarily, it's the same old story, the belonging, where do I belong, not belong. It, it comes up playing the same, um, carrying the same pain. Okay. Okay. Should so, I catch it one by one now, or I'll wait until the end? I'll wait until the end. Okay. You want um, me to wait until the end? Please. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked to Lakshmi this morning. It was very helpful, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, was sharing with her um, how the first couple of days I was here, other than dealing with jet lag and sleeping, the body was tired. I was really quite content. And then the next day, it came the same sense of not belonging here in this environment. Not what? Belonging. 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 Okay, and belonging. last night, I had so many um, dreams around this theme that mm. I woke up crying this morning from sleep. So I, I just let the feelings express without attaching to them. But when I was speaking with Lakshmi this morning, she said, perhaps that's, you know, that's wonderful that you're able to stay as the witness of what's arising, but maybe you're cutting the inquiry off too quickly and not following it all the way through. So I guess my question is um, not only how to do that, because when I ask who is the one suffering, it feels like, I don't want a pat answer. I don't want um, uh, to place spirituality. I want to literally uh, cut cut it, like so that it doesn't keep arising. And sometimes it stays gone for long stretches of time. I don't deal with this, and so you think to yourself, "Okay, that one's nipped in the bud. I don't. I'm not dealing with that anymore." But certain um, uh, vasanas feel really strong that they just keep coming again. So even asking the question, who is this that's suffering this? It doesn't keep it from returning. Uh, And I need to come in now. um, Because um, you say, one, that you don't want to just be playing spiritual. And I don't have time for spiritual play. And this is why perhaps these are the questions I ask you, because of all questions that could be posed to you, this, if you are authentic about it, this is as direct as it comes. It's not dressed in any spiritual fluff. It is not, you know, you've got to do this, you must do that. It's going it's cutting right to the chase. To the end of the chase, it's coming. You see, so I'll come, I'm going to come back to that. Then you, before that, you speak and you say, you know, the issue has been coming up, you know, you know, of of belonging, the sense of where do you belong, and so on. You see, so this is my listening because immediately, as I see that that has a weight to it, has a power to it, I know that you're speaking from your person immediately, because only the person will feel this type of feeling. Where do I belong? Where do I fit in? And you come here, and then uh, you know you you feel I don't know if I don't fit in. Maybe I don't feel like I fit in. You see already, and these are the things that happen for many people who come to Mantisahaja, for instance. 
because it is so alive with this kind of looking that things are not hidden easily here. It will start to come up. And so the, whatever it is that's troubling you, it, it, if it's troubling you, it's not going to wait until Wednesday. It's going to start coming up pretty soon. Okay? When you're fresh to see if you can leave early. You see? To get out early. Many people come to one and maybe one person left the same day. Came. You've got to leave. So that is to do with uh, some tendencies within ourselves, and they, get, they flare up when you come into this environment that doesn't really entertain the egoic, you know, sort of like relationship that we normally um, operate from. This, this thing will come up also. And the sense of belongingness, maybe you say it's an old pattern. It's not, that's why it keeps coming around. Uh, many of our weaknesses, so to speak, they are kind of seasonal. They come and they go and they come back and they go because they get served here. They get service here. And so we have to look at that. The reason why I cut in on you is to try and save you time and to save you pain. That you have to catch this. If you feel, you know, you know I, don't, uh, I feel I don't fit in. You may speak to someone and you are speaking to them, you start to see them for the next six months, you are speaking to them how you can better belong. If you speak to the right person, maybe you get chopped straight away. You may get straight to the point of what it is in you that is coming up, the feeling of belonging, is the sense, this pull to be a person, and it will never really get satisfied, I'll tell you. It will get satisfied for short periods of time, then it will come up again. You cannot satisfy a vasana or some dormant, persistent tendencies. They don't just get satisfied long term. They get a little bit some momentary satisfaction. It will come again like that. You want it out, isn't it? Well, mm. that's what I was going to say was that um, there's a sense that when I'm in the world, say for example at home, I don't feel that there's anything really that interests me other than mm. to call to awaken. So you say, okay, I want to go and I want to be with the Sangha. And then you come yeah. here and the same, oh, I don't feel it. Okay. So I say, you know, really, it, it, I don't, there's a, also um, um, what came to me was that that's not what I want, really. What? To belong anywhere. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's more that, that's why I said, I'm not saying that you're playing spirituality. Mm -hmm. I'm saying I don't want to play. I, I'm not mm -hmm. interested in being in the inner circle of Sahaja. I'm not interested in, you know, saying the right spiritual thing. I'm interested in liberation. And, and for me, Well, waste no more time. Let's get on with it. Because yeah, you so. say the feeling of not feeling, the sense of belongingness, that's one that will Keeps catch the attention. Yes. And in a short time, you're in relationship with, with this feeling of being left out or abandoned or whatever, all the things that come around mm. the sense of belongingness. You see, And then now we do the inquiry on this one. Because... If you feel not belonging, and you know my question, it will be, you know, okay, um, what is it that is suffering this feeling? You see, now you may be new to this, and you may feel, you know, actually, uh, I don't understand the question, and that misunderstanding of the question can come because of different things. One, 
is that it is so powerful, the question, because it's hitting straight into, into where the problem is being conceived, or it can be that uh, who is suffering the question is just is a kind of question you have never asked. You would never ask, you know, you just take it for, for, uh, for granted, it's me, I, it's my problem, I am the one. So we can start there. I am the one who is suffering from this feeling of abandonment or not being included or something, right? Then you follow this I is uh, uh, try to identify what is this, you know, where exactly is this one living here in this body, this one who feels completely abandoned or doesn't belong or something. Just try and look for it. See if you can identify the one who doesn't belong. And just holding this intention in mind, without creating an image, just looking with a pure question to see if you can find it. And you can do that now also. You see, that sense. You may find when you come up here, you can't find this person at the moment. But this is the kind of probing you have to do. Now, why I recommend this question is that as soon as you are clear about it, because it's, it's not just a feeling anymore, when you're looking like this, there's an intensity that's there with you in looking, uh, that when you discover clearly that this person, the one who suffers, doesn't, cannot be found, it does not exist, it exists only as a thought, as a, I'm going too far now, because I want you to be telling me this. I want you to look and to admit, like all the thousands of people who have looked, and have never been able to produce the one who is suffering. Because when you look, you find that, I don't know, it's not here, I can't find. I can't find it. It only seems to be here, when you already just embrace, yes, okay, here we go again, I'm back into this. And your identifying with it, without questioning it, strengthens this attack, this feeling of attack. It stays there. And all it does, it just masks your real opportunity, which is to go beyond and, and to, 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 to rest in the fullness of your already complete state. I guess, Guruji, if we've had... Um My question directly is, does, do you just trust that eventually, whatever that vasana is... I don't care is, about eventual. I'm talking about always the inquiry will take you to the place right now, not eventually. I'm talking about the reoccurrence of that yeah. vasana. That each we, time, each we, if you do it successfully it now... Go away by itself? If you do it successfully now... It will come again, but each time it will come, it will come weaker and weaker. You understand? Until at a certain point, it will show up and you will not even have any time for it, basically. That's how much power you will have retained from this. Of course, in the strength of the attack, you would just like to have the pill. You can give me the pill and I'm going to finish it. But there is something in your persistent, your persistent looking and, and understanding that is burning forests of delusion in you. This is the power. You may not get just question-answer. No, it's question and experiencing your answer. Mm -hmm. Experiencing the non-existence that 
has only lived because you assume it to be there. You assume this thing is real. But as you look, you begin to discover, but actually there's, I can't find anything. How does it come in the dream state then? Like if it's not, when you say something isn't real, I understand the ultimate truth in that ultimate state as the self, is, it's not there. I've, I've had that direct knowing That as ultimate well. state of the truth is here. But when it comes in, diff whether it's me identifying as the person yeah. or not, mm -hmm. to, to just say, you know, it's not me. No, or it, no it, you're not, I did not say you should be just saying it's not me. To say it's not me is only a thought or, you know, you're kind no, of, you know, work. you're fluffing up a kind of feeling, it's not me, you're denying, but maybe underneath it, you still feel it's me. Really. Mm -hmm. Okay? You know, I'm never going to give in, Muji. And next minute, <laughs> it's not enough to be determined about it. When you actually look in the actual in the actuality of looking, then you will see. You see, okay. Just on, I put, I left a key this morning. I put a key underneath one of these cushions, right? I'm just just for a quick thing. I'll tell you underneath that cushion that is the red one there. Now you pass this key for me, the key that I put under there. You, I'm talking, yes. I left a key to the room, and underneath there. Yeah. No, no, look, look properly, you know. Is it there or under that or not? You sure? Yes. Like that. Okay. He didn't say, I say I left a key there. He didn't say, I don't think it's there. And then, well, Muji, next time, you know, I mean, will it eventually show up or something? No, no. You looked. And I said, but you sure it's there? You sure it's not there? He says, I'm sure. Look again. No, no, I'm sure. Like this, you must be sure. Like this, when you look, you have to be sure. Because uh, if it is there, then it will be there. I say, you say, oh, you know, this feeling of abandonment or loneliness and stuff. And you, and you ask me, but will it eventually go? I said, no, why don't you look now? And each time when you genuinely look, tell me if you find it, and even though you may not find it, it may still come back. In yes. the, 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 the feeling come, come back. back. That's no, what no, I'm saying. No, no. I don't want it to come back. Yeah, already. I understand you don't want it, but you don't want it to come back. It's not going to stop it from coming back. It may come back, but each time you look, you see, you will see. But you know, after a while, I say, but no, each time I look, it's never there. So why be worried about something that doesn't exist? It's just a figment of my imagination. You will be speaking from experience then. And not just from assumption. Where does it come from? And what is it? It comes from nowhere at all. <laughs> it comes, everybody picks up some things we pick up just through life. Where does all the dust come from on the earth? Where, where does these things come from? Did you remember where you picked up your bad habits? You don't know. And even some people trying to help you, regression therapy and stuff like that. And, <laughs> past life experiences and stuff. Well, maybe you don't find where it was. You just, uh, everyone has to have uh, some junk when you come here. You, it doesn't matter where it comes from, is that you get rid of it. Because some things that come, they are untraceable, you're not able to find it. You know, so you don't have to do some forensic on exactly where it came from. The fact is that you know that something comes, 
And you can look where it comes from. If you look, you will see where it comes from. If you look, you will see where it comes from. If you look, you will see where it comes from. It comes from nowhere. It comes from emptiness. And it comes also keep coming back because of memory and identity. That's the reason why it keeps coming back. Because you keep thinking you who you are who you were yesterday. You know, as a person. You see. When you follow the simple pointing and advice I give you, you will not have to speculate. You will simply know. It won't be a momentary experience, a novel experience that work you know, that's just, you know, for for the moment or something. It will be your profound awakening. This is why we are here today. This is why I am here today speaking with you. To see if there is a space opening up in you to see with that depth. Because the fact is, it is here. It is the only fact that is really constantly here. The rest are only showing up here and there, now and again. Why are you crying now? It's just feeling, it's just feeling. It's just a feeling. Nothing is wrong with anybody. Everything you make up. You believe uh, this thing is happening and well, it keeps going on. You're creating your own drama. Everybody's doing it. In the same way you are crying, you could easily just be laughing. It would make no difference. Except that when you cry, you believe it. And when you laugh, you expose it. That is, it's, it's like that. But while we persist in this, these states, because they come and it is very difficult to shake them off, because uh, there is still uh, some identity, that persist in us, and they latch on to the identity. And so they are together, somehow creating something. But where I am pointing you to is not in that. You are not caught in the bubble of any of these expressions. And you know, what I am speaking is really so very simple. The difficulty is not with what I am saying. The difficulty, if there is one, is how far you are willing to go, how, how much you are willing to hold on to your attachments and your ideas about yourself. What I am speaking is baby food, very simple. Because I am not even asking you to create something, but more to look. But uh, tendencies and habits, they account for much of how we experience things. If we have to work with each other, they say seven and a half billion human beings current today, everybody with their own problems. If you have to clean up this world, 
one problem one year for another seven and a half billion years. We are dealing, plus new ones coming also. And yet what you are is not the problem. And I'm pointing you into this. And it is immediate and it is here. But there's so much loyalty to conditioning, to your belief and your identity, and even our identity is not consistent. And even when you speak, you are reporting about an identity that is largely what you have in your mind through memory, and always changing. It is only because something in you is unchanging where you can see all that is changing. And that is the most natural, beautiful, wholesome, pure and perfect thing about you. Everything else is imagined. It is so obvious. It is a joke, actually, in one way. And yet everyone is suffering. You know, this whole world has a side to its nature where we seem to suffer and cause suffering for each other. It's all due to one thing identity, personal identity, the belief I am this body. The body is innocent. The body is totally innocent. Thank God for the body. Senses are innocent also. It's just that seed belief inside that says, I am this, that gathers a lot of energy around itself. And you, the consciousness, adopts this energy and says, This is me. I'm just looking for a break between you, somebody who will just have an opening to see what I'm seeing, and you are straight out of this thing. We were watching a video uh, last night of a spontaneous satsang that you did here, Sahaja, and I know that you were talking about how, after even some years had passed after your initial um, seeing, that there was still um, the thinning away of the identity. And I guess that's what my question is. Not so much, you know, I know that there's not a formula, but no, there what, is a formula what, also. what in that, what in that, 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 that process can we do as the identity is continuing to thin, because I'm talking about nothing else. Why should it be confusing? I'm speaking about nothing else. And if I spoke what you feel you have heard yesterday, I simply mean that as long as you have this, and consciousness, and the vital force, 
the potential for thought activity will manifest. Not that it will overwhelm you, but it will try and reshape itself here and there. And I think in a sense it is a good thing, because while consciousness is occupying the body and the vital force, it needs to do some work. And the best of work is somehow to keep a quiet alertness or vigilance within itself, to watch for this tendency that the tendrils from the mind might rebuild again into some root system. It's very, 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 very unlikely once you have crossed over or you are cured from this tendency to keep believing that you are a person. I say cured, yes. The most natural thing. And if I speak about these things, yes, they, the little things will come, but nothing will overwhelm you. Nothing will overwhelm you. Momentary, you might feel little expressions of some a sense of anger or a sense of something, but nothing at all will topple you. Cannot, it's impossible. Once you know, how can you be toppled? Just there, while this body is here, it has a human fragrance, and the consciousness is functioning in it, and there's an awareness of this. Hmm? It's not a big deal. But when you are suffering it and believing deeply, I am this, and who do you think you are talking to? You are this chauvinist pig, oh, do, do, do. then you see that you are well sucked into that type of state. And, uh, and that's where the trouble comes. You see. So just keep doing the inquiry, basically. I mean, do it properly. Do it with me. When I'm here, I do it with you, so that you get more and more uh, aware of the power of it, the immediacy of it. Don't just do it as habit to do the inquiry. You could be doing the inquiry a billion times and get nowhere, unless your heart is really focused, that your urge is to is to really try and find out. Then it becomes very easy. It's very easy. It's very easy. But not if you're not willing to offer up yourself in exchange for what you'll find. Another way I can put it where we speak before is that if I put it in this way, when, when your love for the truth uh, is greater than your love for your ego, you are free. Because sometimes we are fiercely defending. People say, you know, Mujji, please, please chop me and all this type of stuff and you know, be ruthless and don't let me get away. And, so. and I said, You really mean that? Because a few times when, when the ego is challenged, whoa, it brings armies of demons on me to come and find, oh, you know what you said, you said. I said, But look at this one. You say like this, you defend your ego. Even here in Sahaja. Rather than to look and see, but what is this? What is this that's feeling so defensive? You know, can this be the the righteous self? No, it can't. Then why is identity given so much to this? And you will destroy him there. Rather than be feeling hurt and <sighs> this this type of foolishness.
It's easy to be free. It's very easy to be happy. What is not easy is to give up your sadness, your loyalty to your sadness and to your identity that you give so much value to your psychological mind. That's some loyalties there that is really astonishing, seeing as how much trouble it brings you. It's just our human thing. It plays like that. I don't know why, if you ask an existential question like this, why it seems so difficult to to really discover this. Because when you have discovered it, you say, why is it so? Appears to be so difficult to discover it. And what is appealing about one's ego? That's it. Because you feel that all you have learned, all you have imagined as a person, you know, is of such great value, and then you're going to exchange it for the great emptiness. Oh, it's a bad deal. I don't want that. But it is not like that. As you discover yourself, you realize the more you lose as a person of who you are, the more you are as you. I don't know of any case where someone has awakened to the truth of themselves and just felt, Oh my God, I made a big mistake. I want my old self back. I don't know. You may have heard of such things. I have not heard. I have not seen. But it's also a process. Like if that were the case, then you want to forget so about rare. all these things about process and time and eventually and one day. You need to just forget about that. Like it doesn't exist except in your mind. The future and one day will it eventually become like this? And in the past, you need to just chop all these things out now. Like they don't just keep quiet. Don't even touch one concept. That would be something if I could give you something. I said, don't pick up one concept. Drop all concept. Don't pick up one concept. Don't touch anything again, if you can. Only pick them up if you really need them. And this you can do now. Yeah. Don't think one more thing because everything is just kind of rubbish. Just put everything down and pick nothing up, including your eye. Put drop everything. And don't pick it. and then let me see if I see you suffering. If I see you suffering, you say, Muji, Muji, I need one concept. Say, okay, okay, which one? I give you back. Okay, you can have this one, but go on, there, take it. I would like someone to take me up, and I, would, I think you are the perfect one for this. Don't touch anything. Keep quiet. Don't touch anything at all. You go and sit down, and when you are, you know, struggling for one concept, just give me one, Muji, just one. <laughs> then I say, okay, I give you one. You can have one. If I see you suffering, good. 
Thank you, thank you. Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 